welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps. I thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today. Unfortunately, not the best circumstances. One of the more frustrating and maddening games you'll ever watch. The Vikings end up losing 21-20 to in Denver, Colorado to the Denver Broncos. A game the Vikings pretty much had in their, you know, they pretty much had it in their hands. But unfortunately, they let it slip out of their hands. They let it slip out of their hands, yeah. Just fumble after fumble, three fumbles in the game. The most maddening of all was Alexander Madison. Everything was going well. The guy was uh, getting through the Denver defense. Apparently, their run defense is not good, and the Vikings were exploiting it pretty nicely until that moment. Uh, the momentum, all the momentum was on the Viking side. Everything was going great. And then Alexander Madison fumbles for, I don't even know what the bleep reason. It was just ridiculous. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then unfortunately, it was like immediately. You could just feel it. You could just feel everything changing immediately when that ball came out. If the Vikings win, it would be some real overly close nail biter. We win by the skin of our teeth. Stop him at the goal line or whatever the heck the, the case was. But no, it was pretty much the end of our, <laughs> pretty much the end of the five-game win streak. It was the end of uh, all the wonderful momentum. Josh Dobbs looking like, uh, you know, like a like a you know a semi-star quarterback at least for a little while. You never know how long it's going to last. But I don't know. It's the kind of game where things can shift things in the wrong direction. Obviously, I don't think uh, it's like, oh, God, you know, forget about Josh Dobbs. He'll, he's, he's like a uh, third-round pick or, any, or excuse me, third-string <laughs> third quarterback. Okay, uh, Kevin O'Connell shouldn't coach in the NFL, blah, blah, blah. It, it has nothing to do with that. But there is a certain player that I think we need to stop investing in in terms of, like, handoffs. Yeah, stop giving him the ball so much. Stop, stop giving Alexander Madison the starting role to this team. He should not be the starting running back. He has screwed us so many times this year. And the one game he looked like he was playing so well, he ends up finding a way, finding a way to screw it up and change the momentum of the game. So for me, Alexander Madison is the most maddening player on the Minnesota Vikings this year. Hawkinson had a few drops that were extremely frustrating. But um, Dobbs, Dobbs looked a bit frustrated. Looked a bit flustered, particularly later in the game, as Denver just kept blitzing and blitzing and blitzing and blitzing and blitzing. And, of course, the protection that we'd been enjoying all season seemed to kind of cease to exist. Didn't matter how mobile the quarterback was. uh, The protection was bad. And, (laughs) I don't know, the protection just wasn't there when it was needed. Didn't matter how mobile the quarterback was. They were all coming at him. And uh, Josh Dobbs, as the game progressed, got more and more flustered, and there was just nothing there. There was no play to be made, unfortunately. Um, Not sure how long this first segment is going to be. Of course, this is a Sunday night football game. Uh, Obviously, you know that as much as I do, but also the fact my wife's trying to sleep, and I'm trying to, you know, be uh, reasonably quiet as I'm recording closer to the microphone, so the audio might be a little bit strange in this episode, uh, or at least in this segment anyway. We've had a few like this in the past, but um, I like to record close to the end of the game, the first segment anyway. Uh, So the release of the show, obviously, you're going to be seeing the show when it's released, but more than likely um, Monday night, Tuesday at the absolute latest as we head into Thanksgiving week. 
So an early happy Thanksgiving to everybody, of course. <laughs> and I'll be saying that in the next two segments, I'm sure. But um, not a happy Thanksgiving for the Vikings at the moment. We won't be playing on Thanksgiving. You're going to have Green Bay and Detroit. That's kind of cool. San Francisco and Seattle, classic. Washington and Dallas. All right. So that's probably, again, more conversation in segment number two. This game, as the as it progressed, just kind of felt like one of those obnoxious, annoying, uh, you know, road AFC game losses. Like every time we flip and play Kansas City in Arrowhead, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter what era it was, if it's Joe Montana, if it's uh, Dave Craig, if it's uh, Steve Bono, whatever, Elvis Gerbach, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like um, what was the other guy? Uh, well, the... There was a, what, what, like more a few years ago. It was ridiculous, like stupid. Like, how, how do you lose to this team? Like, when it's like a third string quarterback, uh, we played against the Chiefs without Patrick Mahomes a few years back. It was just freaking ridiculous. We still found a way to lose that one. And it's just kind of Denver, Kansas City on the road. It's it's just, ah, it's just annoying. Seems to always seem to uh, tilt, tilt on the other side. These road games in the AFC, like particularly in that AFC West, have been insanely frustrating over the years, except maybe, maybe the San Diego Chargers slash Los Angeles Chargers. We've had pretty good success since they've been in L.A. But again, I suppose the Vikings lost a home game to the L.A. Chargers earlier this year. That was insanely frustrating when the Vikings were starting off the season terribly. Um, Russell Wilson was undefeated against the Vikings for many, 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 many years. Uh, He is far inferior to what he was with Seattle. Uh, particularly in his earlier years with Seattle. His last couple years, not so great. But even then, the Vikings still seem to find a way to lose to Seattle on the road to Russell Wilson, um, well, or at home, I suppose. But they were pretty much all road games until recently uh, versus Seattle. Um, like every game in the, every game versus Seattle found a way to be on the road, and the Vikings losing. And, of course, the playoff game as well to Russell Wilson and that Seattle team. So... I don't know. Russell Wilson, unfortunately, able to get another win versus Minnesota. <sighs> yeah, there was like too much space. I don't know. Was it just great play calling by Denver? Um, I don't know by by Sean Payton and you know good good decisions by Russell Wilson down the stretch. But God, it just felt like a guy. It felt like Denver kind of did whatever they wanted when it got to be like crunch time. It was extremely frustrating. Like play after play after play after play. Uh, Brian Flores and the Vikings defense was excellent. Obviously, big stops. Big stops that probably should have won the game for the Vikings. I mean, keeping Denver to 21 should have been enough, I think, for this, uh, you know, mobile quarterback and uh, our, our, our running game that averaged five yards a carry, and it was even better earlier in the game. Um, and an underutilized guy who I think should be the starting running back now, Ty Chandler. Even if it's just two downs, what the hell? Two downs. He should get at least... The, the first and second down out there. And then Madison, I guess, could be the third down running back until you, you know, find a suitable replacement. But uh, the Vikings did reacquire Miles Gaskin with now the, um, with uh, with obviously the potential of guys being out and such. Um, the Vikings did bring Miles Gaskin back, of course, with the loss of Cam Akers. He needed somebody to be in the... Um, he needed another running back to be in the practice squad. Miles Gaskin has a lot of receiving yards in his career. Obviously, the former Miami Dolphin running back. I wouldn't mind him as a third down running back. He's way better than than, than the credit he's been giving. I mean, I, the Vikings treated him. The Vikings have treated him like a <laughs> like he's like the 16th best running back or something. Like, 
what the heck? I think Miles Gaskin should be on the active roster, honestly. Um, Alexander Madison, again, had a good game for a while, but then as it progressed, he started to get worse and worse. And of course, that huge fumble ended up changing the momentum of the entire game. And again, Josh Dobbs was absolutely flustered as Denver's blitz just kept attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking and attacking. So credit to the Denver defense, of course. It's as bleeping frustrating and maddening as this game was. I'll give them credit. Shoot, as much as I don't want to, I will. Um, Vikings pass rush, just it just wasn't enough. Like I don't know, like we were rushing four and it just wasn't enough. Ivan Pace Jr. did find a way to lead the Vikings in tackles. But you could kind of sense, you could kind of feel it's, you know, there are certain situations where eventually you get too injured. Um, like losing Jordan Hicks to this weird situation where it was a swell, you know, like after it was like a bruised chin and then a swelling situation, which could have potentially even been life-threatening if it wasn't like drained immediately, that type of situation. It could have been super duper serious. Like, you know, at least never be able to play again, if not life-threatening type of situation. So, unfortunately, Jordan Hicks goes to the IR, which is four weeks minimum. Uh, So, at least it's not a broken femur like E.J. Henderson years ago, which just, like, that is devastating to a team that's playing so well, a defense that was playing so well uh, years ago back in uh, 2009. The broken femur was just devastating because he was so valuable. E.J. Henderson, he was the middle linebacker. And in this case, you know, Jordan Hicks, he's the, you know, he's the captain of the of, of the linebackers and the captain of the defense in a lot of ways with the play calling with the green dot. So, you know, as they call him. So Ivan Pace Jr., an undrafted rookie with the green dot. That tells you what they think about him, of course. And he led the Vikings at tackles. He was generally pretty good. He did get a pass interference uh, penalty, which is insanely frustrating. Uh, left us like really man you know it was <sighs> I wasn't really mad at the refs today necessarily I mean maybe some of it felt a little bit ticky tack like the face mask I didn't even see the I never saw like maybe we maybe the player touched the the Vikings defender touched the face mask slightly but there was no pull but I suppose that's just how it is even so much as touching it you're going to get calls uh calls against you Patrick Sertan or Pat, yeah, Pat, Patrick Sertan, the second, not the first, the second. I remember the first <laughs> had a, uh, <laughs> had, had an interception on a play where clearly he had interfered with Powell. And thankfully, you know, the Vikings got that call. So again, I'm not mad at the refs. I'm mad at some of the dumb, just dumb penalties, unnecessary penalties that didn't help. Uh, I don't, again, at the time I'm recording segment number one, I'm hoping and praying there's no devastating injury. There was no talk about one throughout the game, so nothing crazy. We didn't see guys getting carted off. You you saw Packer players getting carted off today, which looked a little scary and sad, but it is what it is. I, I didn't watch those games too closely, but saw what I saw, unfortunately, uh, that type of deal. Anthony Barr was back. He did have a tackle in the game but I believe on special teams of Anthony Barr making a brief return. Yep, so Anthony Barr is back, uh, especially with the loss of our guy, um, Jordan Hicks, at least for now. Hopefully he'll be back again after that uh, situation, the surgery and the draining and all that. So obviously, uh, you know, all the best to Jordan Hicks. We we need you, we miss you, and... (laughs) Oh, and there were multiple plays in the game where the Vikings came up short on a fourth, uh, third down, pardon me, because the knee was down, and it was just disappointing. But it was the right call, so I, it's okay. Luckily, the first one, after Ty Chandler made a great catch, uh, catch and scamper, 
uh, on a third and 20. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, Josh Dobbs was able to do a dive and get the first down in, on multiple cases in the game. So that was a good thing. But um, <sighs> multiple cases, though, gosh, it's just it's, it, it's annoying when you find a way to come up short on some of those. But more and more reason, though, as I'm going to keep coming back to him, Ty Chandler needs to be the, the starting running back of the Minnesota Vikings. Ten, you know, as good as Madison was until late, later on, and, of course, the fumble. Again, I'm going to say it 15 times, sorry. 18 carries, 81 yards. It, it, it was, he was so efficient, but then it eventually, as, as it got less and less, down to 4.5 yards because he was getting, he was becoming more of a two yards in a cloud of dust type of situation with him. But Ty Chandler throughout the night, I mean, 7.3 a carry. That's freaking awesome. And again, the catch as well. The catch and run as well. He had four catches for 37 yards. Uh, wonderful all-purpose, total all-purpose yards for our guy catch, uh, Ty our guy Ty Chandler with 110 all-purpose yards. Uh, nope, he did not get in the end zone. I didn't think he did. Josh Dobbs did run one in, which was a great play, of course, and a really nice play to the Josh Oliver touchdown. That was awesome. Josh to Josh. Um, awesome play where the, the pressure was on Josh Dobbs throughout the game, but he showed poise. He showed, um, he showed swagger, made the play, was able to throw the ball through defenders to... Um, Josh Oliver for a touchdown. That was huge. And that was after a holding call for Josh Oliver not too long before that, so that felt good. A uh, huge play, no doubt about it. Um, awesome. The way he just kind of was able to kind of like scamper through, uh, was able to avoid a tackle. I mean, he was going to go down. And luckily the Vikings, or excuse me, luckily Josh Dobbs was able to stay on his feet and was able to get rid of the ball. And, uh, you know, and it was a t- ultimately a touchdown to Josh Oliver. It's a beautiful play. Um, Cortland Sutton, he's bigger than I remember. He's a big dude, obviously, and that was a huge problem. I thought uh, Blackman had a tough had a tough go. Uh, you know, we talk about every week. We always talk about like Mackay Black. You know, I've been praising him all week or all, all year. Two uh, Fran Tarkington awards at least shared with like Josh Metellus and such. Mackay Blackman had a rough day. You notice he had seven tackles total, five solo. He did have a tackle for loss that was big on a, on a run play, so we appreciate that. Still an awesome, 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 awesome cornerback prospect, and I think probably the, the most positive surprise on the team so far this year outside of Ivan Bates Jr. Those are probably the two guys that have been wonderful additions to this team this season um, and that have a long, long and successful future in the NFL. I think Blackman, yeah, is going to be a wonderful corner for many years, but he got beat a lot today. He got beat, and it was unfortunate, very unfortunate. He made plays, he made the tackles, but he still got beat. I mean, the ball was caught, including the game-winning touchdown, unfortunately, to uh, Cortland Sutton, who's a big son of a biscuit. Blackman just couldn't get there. He just couldn't get there. Sutton was higher, it was bigger, and Blackman just couldn't reach where Sutton could reach, unfortunately, and it was too little too late. Once uh, you know Sutton was able to come down to his two feet, it didn't matter what Blackman was able to do after that. It was over. So, and unfortunately, the Vikings offense couldn't do diddly bleepity bleepity bleep after uh, making a nice stop. To, um, I believe it was DJ Wanham made a nice stop um, as the Broncos tried to go for two to make it a three-point game, but wasn't meant to be. Five field goals made by the former... New Orleans Saints kicker. Imagine that. Will Lutz. I can't imagine Will Lutz 
being a part of Sean Payton's team, but I guess he is, right? Will Lutz, 2017, who he made that big kick, thought he had beaten the Vikings. But luckily, the miracle happened not long after that. A couple of great kicks by Will Lutz and uh, uh, Kai Forbath in that game in 2017, the uh, divisional round game. The historic game, of course, for Minnesota Vikings fans. And Stefan Diggs, who already was the big star on the scene, became an even bigger star. <sighs> Feel for the Bears a bit today, but a very impressive win for the Detroit Lions. Seven straight division wins. We'll talk about that in segment two. But uh, it's a little fresher on the mind at the moment. Um, they got, yeah, they, they got rallied, unfortunately, did the Bears. They ended up losing the game, and boy, uh, <laughs> Fields looked awfully uh, defeated after that, and that's too bad. Just feeling for him a little bit. Um, even Ryan Wright, who only punted the ball twice in the game, both touchbacks. Can you believe that? Ryan Wright. Um, they were reasonably long kicks, and that's great. One was 46, one was 48, but both touchbacks. Jeez, kind of weird. That's not like Ryan Wright to have so many touchbacks all of a sudden. Greg Joseph made a couple of chip shots. That's great, and he made both of his extra points. That's also great. So good job, Greg. Um, but you can't call him Greg the leg if he sucks beyond 50. So he's not the leg. <laughs> he's Greg, uh, he makes some kicks and he misses some, that kind of thing. But it, we can't get mad at him at the end of the day. Um, yeah, Makai Blackman did get beat today, though, man. It's just, doggone it. It was really sad. Really sad to watch because I, I really like him. But they, they, you know, they... They got him, you know, they just simply got him. Uh, Corlin Sutton, it was just a bad matchup. So sometimes that's how it is. It's it, it just shades of Herman, War, uh, Herman Moore of the Detroit Lions versus uh, Dwayne Washington years ago, where he would just kind of just catch the ball over Dwayne Washington. It was just that simple. What was he, like six foot five? He was a beast. He was uh, Kelvin Johnson. He was Megatron before Megatron. He was the original Megatron in a lot of ways, was uh, Herman Moore of the uh, Detroit Lions back in the 90s. Calvin Johnson, the the modern Megatron of the 2000s, obviously was a stud with Detroit for years, and he retired young just like Barry Sanders. Not as young, if I remember correctly. I don't think he was 29. Barry Sanders was 29. Do you realize that, how crazy that is? Um, okay, that looks bad. The New York Jets uh, player there. No, that was the... It was the it was the Buffalo player. Boy, that's the last thing they need is more scary situations. But he's moving his hand. So, anyhow, sorry, I'm distracted with the highlight stuff in the background, highlights and lowlights of the day. Um, Pat Jones, the second, I thought he should have been credited with the sack, and they didn't. And it was, and I think everybody did. The national announcers thought he had the sack, and it was like, okay, I guess not. And then they just moved on and all that, because uh, it's too bad. Pat Jones, you know, he's a guy you don't hear about as much. And sometimes it's like, yeah, like when he makes a play, give him credit, damn it. So that's too bad. Uh, Joan Williams from the New England Patriots and all that years ago, and now with the, the Vikings back in and out of the practice squad, uh, off the regular roster to the practice squad, gets signed elsewhere, and then comes back, just like uh, just like Miles Gaskin, the running back from Miami. <laughs> um, coming back, and, he, you know, he had a nice pass deflection. It was a big play. It was a big play. It was a... Uh, you know, it, was a, it created a fourth down. So, Joe, Joan Williams had a nice game. He actually played better than Makai Blackman, which is kind of sad, but true in a lot of ways. But um, multiple turnovers in this game made me freaking angry. But that Madison fumble, it just, something about it set me off. Like, I was 
furious. I was beyond furious. You know, when you start just kind of snap, you, like something just triggers you and you just snap. That's what happened to me at that moment. It was just like, game's over, we lose, even though we were winning and the momentum was completely on our side. It just felt like it. Like you're just getting absolutely bleeped, getting stabbed in the back by your friend. That's what it felt like. Freaking bullcrap. That's what it was. I cannot believe the LA Chargers are in last place. That's dumb. The LA Chargers are in last place. They're so good. Why are they in last place? It's underachieving. Uh, Kairos Tonga had some big moments. He was a nice, nice, you know, surprise in the game. He, he played very well, but then again, he's he's had big plays. Something about Kairos Tonga, he reminds me of El Noga a little bit. A little bit, like a like a you know, like a less version of him, of course, but El Noga going back about 30 years in the early 90s and the late 80s with the Minnesota Vikings, a wonderful player. Uh, he had some great moments on the defensive line many years ago. Good Christian guy, too. So, with that said, yep, uh, both Daniel Hunter now, who has 12 sacks on the year, and DJ Wanham with sacks in the game. Good for them. Uh, oh, man, just hard, definitely heartbreaking. It was. It sucks seeing Mekhi Blackman getting beat as much as he did. <sighs> Fran Tarkington Award for this episode. It could have been Madison. It's not. There's no doubt. Um, uh, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler's going to bring in his first, uh, he's going to bring in his first Tarkington Award. It easily could have been a player on the defense. I thought it was going to be. And it easily could be Daniil Hunter. I'm kind of leaning. I'm going to have him share it. See, I've been doing this a lot lately. And it's kind of like, it's almost the way it is. It's kind of like a balanced attack with the Vikings lately. The, during the during this, you know, different version of the Vikings earlier in the season, it was like, okay, you know, like we, we lost, but at least this guy did something. You know, we were getting killed and we were stuck in and stuff. We were losing games with the dumbest fashion with stupid turnovers earlier in the season and kind of felt like it came back a little bit. But And the Vikings didn't overcome this time around, like in Atlanta. Denver just, there's a little bit, there's a little bit more, you know, there, there's more polish over there on, on the Denver sideline than there is in Atlanta. Like, who's the Atlanta coach? You know what I mean? You don't really talk about the Atlanta coach. Sean Payton, we hate his guts, but there's a reason why we hate him, because he's had success and against us on occasion, and it's really annoying, and he's a jerk about it. Um, Russell Wilson, same thing. He's had success, and he's a jerk about it, and he's annoying, um, <laughs> and he's weird. Um, Atlanta quarterback, like, okay, who again? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Who's that guy again? You know, uh, Taylor Heineke. Oh, yeah, Taylor Heineke. Hey, that's great. Good for him. Um but no, Ty Chandler and Daniil Hunter are going to bring in the Fran Tarkington Award. Ty Chandler's going to get his first. Daniil Hunter has had multiple MVPs on Purple Mafia, multiple season MVPs. Yeah, I think he got it two years in a row, if I remember correctly, and then he started getting hurt, unfortunately, like neck and stuff. That was really sad and disappointing. But um, obviously what Daniil Hunter brought to this team is Hall of Fame level uh, talent. Uh, unfortunately, those damn injuries may have... Uh, you know, those damn injuries, I mean, it definitely lowered his projections to being a, a surefire first ballot Hall of Fame defensive tackle, uh, defensive end, pardon me, edge rusher in this NFL. Um, there's just no doubt, whether it's a linebacker or edge rusher, whatever dif different kind of defense that he's in. Now in the 3-4 versus 4-3. I'm used to the 4-3, sorry. I'm just, it's just the way it is. It feels a lot more traditional. Daniel Hunter was absolutely uh, unbelievable, and he is, he is a, you know... He, he would fit right in with that Purple People Eaters. He, he's that good. 
He is. And, you know, like Henry Thomas and uh, John Randall in the 90s. And, the you know, yeah, in, in the 90s, the early 90s, in Henry Thomas's case, son of a gun went to Detroit just like uh, Anthony Carter. But I guess we're son of a guns for not keeping those guys around. There's part of that as well. Uh, the... <laughs> Christian Ponder Memorial, it has to go to the guy that uh, makes easily correctable mistakes and doesn't correct them. Who is that? Alexander Madison. 81 yards on, on a day he ran for 81 yards. Uh, on a day a guy runs for 81 yards, four, four and a half a carry. Christian Ponder Memorial? Yep. Yep, because that fumble changed everything. We were, we were moving. We were moving. Everything felt so good. We were moving and shaking. We were just about, I believe we were already in the red zone, if I remember correctly, about the 20-yard line uh, of, of uh, Denver. We, we, we were about to go up by two scores, and the son of a blank fumbles the blanking ball, and what happens? Denver gets that, you know, Denver's, the, all the momentum went to the Denver Broncos, just like that, in that fourth quarter. And it was freaking maddening beyond belief. Maddening beyond belief. Uh, Brandon Powell had a few moments Love him. Love Brandon Powell. He's a nice third or fourth receiver in this league. He's a good one. Now, K.J. Osborne had one catch. One. It's unfortunate. Uh, Dobbs wasn't great. And unfortunately, maybe Denver has... Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, maybe Denver has helped uh, figure out him. Uh, has helped other teams figure him out a little bit, and I hope not. Hopefully, Josh Dobbs can make adjustments and be better. Um, and I know part of it is because... He wasn't here in the training camp and all that. So that conversation was brought up during and after the game. So there is a bit of that. Josh Dobbs, maybe he will be a bridge quarterback to the future, depending on how the Vikings want to go with the salary cap and commitment to Kirk Cousins and all that. With this, you know, The salary cap is quite a commitment to Kirk Cousins. So that's something to consider. But Josh Dobbs ain't bringing in no ponder. Even though he looked a little bit ponder-like in the last drive or two of the game. It was disappointing. Um, ultimately... Completed 20 of 32 attempts, 221 yards, a touchdown, and an interception, and did average 6.9 a play. That's not bad. Russell Wilson averaged 7.4, though. That's better, unfortunately. And Denver got the job done 20 to 21. With that, we'll take a quick break and talk about the Miami Dolphins escaping Los Angeles, uh, Las Vegas a bit, and the Packers escaping in their game. What the heck? And Detroit escaping in theirs. And we're going to preview the De Bears, De Bears coming up next week. We are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. Time to look around the league and, of course, preview the upcoming Chicago Bears week. Always a good thing. Always a good thing. U.S. Bank Stadium, of course, coming up with the Bears. Yes, yes, we talked about the Vikings and the Broncos. Hopefully Josh Dobbs can stop turning the ball over. That's one thing that's scaring me a little bit. No doubt about it. Uh, Yep, so at the time I'm recording segment number two, the Eagles just defeated the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night football. So you get to hear about a Monday night football game, (laughs) which is nice a little bit. Uh, The Chiefs beaten 21-17. The Eagles win 
21 to 17 in a very impressive kind of back and forth type of deal. A drop pass by former Packer uh, Scanton. So that's a good thing. Like to see the Eagles with a statement win in 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 Arrowhead. Since we can't call it Burrowhead. Oh, this is Mahomes' house. Well, they put the Hurts on the the E A G L E S. Put the Hurts on the Chiefs. And yes. I still have a little bit of after effects from being an Eagles fan for two weeks last year because I cannot stand the Chiefs. And I kind of have a soft spot for the Eagles ever since. Um, yeah, I hope they kick the the Chiefs' butt if they end up playing in the Super Bowl. There's no doubt. Um, yep, Scantling could have caught it. They could have won the game, but thankfully, the Eagles end up, thankfully, Scantling does drop. Miles Scantling ended up dropping the ball. That uh, needs to be brought in. It wasn't easy, but needs to be brought in. And he uh, slammed his helmet against the wall, blah, blah, blah. 7-3 and three are the Chiefs. 9-1 uh, and one are the Eagles, who have the best record in football. So in a college ranking, and you know how they do NFL rankings nowadays, Eagles have to be number one on the list now. And they should be, um, yeah, they should be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Not just because of this game, but still, it's a nice, impressive win. Uh, last, uh, yeah, I was sad. Last, uh, I believe that was Thursday. Has it been that long already? Jeez, that's weird. One way or another, yeah, it was. Gosh, that's a long time ago. Joe Burrow out for the season now with a wrist injury, unfortunately. And I did it again. Sorry. Okay. At least I caught it a little sooner. The, well, there's there's no bull here. It's Cincinnati versus the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are definitely a threat to possibly win the AFC. They absolutely are, despite a, a loss. It was a statement game by the Cleveland Browns last week. But then their quarterback out for the season, so... That figure. So what's going on with uh, Baltimore and guys getting hurt? Hmm. Hmm. Dirty a little bit? Dirty much? I don't know. But uh, guess who the starting quarterback is for the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm actually stunned that uh, he still exists in the NFL. I never thought he'd actually play in an NFL game. I, I thought it was a, he was a preseason, uh, you know. I thought he was a preseason, like, doormat, much less an NFL doormat. Jake Browning. Oh, yeah, right. And what's even crazier, Jake Browning threw a touchdown pass. But Cincinnati lost 34-20, to and the Cincinnati Bengals' hopes of winning the Super Bowl are over, unfortunately. So no Burrowhead this year. I wish. I would love to see Cincinnati beat the the Chiefs one way or another. I really enjoyed the times that they did. I mean, I really enjoyed the time that the Bengals, the times that the Bengals beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. I, I mean, just, you know, especially in the postseason and all that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, couple of TDs, 264 yards passing, not bad at all. Gus Edwards was the recipient of both of those. Well, actually, no, he wasn't. He actually ran to in. What am I talking about? I'm just losing my mind here. Odell Beckham Jr., yeah, he is on the Ravens. I don't even think about the guy, though. It seems like veteran wide receivers go to the Ravens late in their career and then disappear, you know, like you don't really think about them because for some reason, wide receivers and Ravens don't really mix, mix you know, you don't really think about stud receivers on the Ravens, yet they've had many over the years. 116 yards by Odell Beckham, or for Odell Beckham at the end of the day. Rashad Bateman, um, a rated, obviously former gopher, had a 10-yard touchdown reception, and that was the only catch he had. I'll, uh, Buddy Ryan, many years ago, all he does is catch touchdowns. Well, at least in that case. Jake Browning actually, Jake Browning actually ran the ball for 40 yards. That's crazy. A 19-yard long for Jake Browning. Is it the same guy? I, I'm stunned. Though it was a shoulder injury before. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the guy from Washington. 
27 years of age. He was on the Vikings practice squad and all that, and I think he might have been our third-string quarterback. And then you saw him throw the ball, and it's like nine yards. Uh, but but he, he gave it everything he had, like like a nine-yard throw. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm slightly exaggerating. It was nothing to brag about. We'll leave it at that. One way or another, Cincinnati, unfortunately, that's probably all she wrote. Five and five. Baltimore's eight and three, and they are actually technically ahead of the Chiefs, like a half game with this uh, victory by Baltimore. Um, let's keep going. Cleveland won again. Cleveland won again. Who the heck do they have? Well, they won 13-10 to 10 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's pretty good. Shut the flip up. I'm tired of this son of a biscuit. Let's just push the button. There we go. That hopefully will stop. Now, I am sick of it. Kenny Pickett was not that good, but he didn't throw an interception. But he certainly wasn't all that great. Just above 50% pretty much. Completion for 160 yards against a very good Cleveland defense. And then you have a guy named Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's actually not bad. He's not too bad. He wasn't great. But he was clutch when it mattered. 43 attempts. 43 attempts for 165 yards. 24 completions. So it's nothing to brag about. But he was big when it mattered most. Completed the classes he needed to. A quarterback rating of 54.9. But the uh, Cleveland Browns lead or defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the game. Jerome Ford did run the ball in, but man, only less than three yards a carry. The Cleveland, Cleveland Browns struggled on the ground. Pittsburgh Steelers, Jalen Warren was absolutely fantastic, and he got in the end zone. He was by far the best player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 129 yards on only nine carries. That's amazing. 74 yards on one of the carries. Well, that helps. There's a touchdown there. Blah, blah, blah. But Cleveland is 7-3, and three, just like the Chiefs. How quaint. 5-1 and one at home. But uh, it's going to be up to DTR. DTR. That sounds pretty cool. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Well, he's probably better than Jake Browning. And he's probably better than, uh, I forgot, who played quarterback in replacing, um, I forgot who, who replaced uh, What's-His-Face last week. Um, yeah, What's-His-Face. Let's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go back a week just for the hell of it. I, I'm curious now. Yeah, Cleveland beat Baltimore by the skin of their teeth. Remember that last week? Uh, yeah, P.J. Walker. Like, who the heck is P.J. Walker? Um, Deshaun Watson had the season-ending shoulder surgery, and now, unfortunately, um, um, Joe Burrow, season-ending wrist surgery. Come on, Baltimore, stop injuring quarterbacks. That's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. Arizona and Houston, two teams that were competing for the number one, <laughs> number one pick in the draft last year. Houston six and four on the season, six and four with a twenty-one to sixteen win for the over the two and nine Arizona Cardinals who are zero and six on the road. Kyler Murray's back. He put the controller down at least for a few hours so he could quarterback a you know be a starting quarterback of a team. Completed two thirds of his passes and had the yeah, had had an interception. This is number one overall pick versus number one overall pick by the way. Kyler Murray, one interception. C.J. Stroud had three interceptions in the game, yet they still won the game over a crappy Arizona team at home. I bet the fans were like, what the heck is this crap? But they still won. Devin Singletary, five yards a carry. little Tecmo Bowl action there when you're thinking about five yards a carry. I mean, that's just, you know, solid stuff. And it's not because he had like an 80-yard run. He had a 21-yard run. Nothing that crazy. Nothing that holy crap. It was just Tecmo Bowl football handed off. Okay. Second and short, hand it off, first down. Hand it off, second and short, hand it off, first down. You know what I mean? So, it's fun. Especially if you have uh, Bo Jackson, if you're the Los Angeles Raiders, now that they've been on 19 
team. Okay, no, they haven't. They've been in three different cities, but two stays in Oakland, which is funny. Tank Dell, Tank Dell, eight catches, 149 yards, and a TD. Awesome game by Tank. The, the Tank, Tank the Tank. Okay, I'm just kidding. Let's keep moving. Arizona, four sacks in the game, not bad. They, they have some nice defensive players, but, Ky you know, Kyler Murray is what he is. C.J. Stroud, though, gosh, it's just, I guess Kyler Murray kind of rubbed off on him a little bit. Nah, 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 boo-boo, I suppose. Let's move on. It's whatever. Houston, six and four, and they will be knocking on the <coughs> door of the wild card. Jacksonville and Tennessee. Jacksonville and Tennessee, the AFC Championship game in 1999, or 2000 in the January 2000, but 1999 season. The Jaguars won this one. Titans are 0-6 on the road. They're just like the Arizona Cardinals. 3-7. Might be seeing some changes going on there. Will Levis, though, insanely efficient in the small amount of, <laughs> small amount of action he had on 17 attempts. Only 17 attempts, but two touchdowns. Quarterback rating almost perfect. 13 of 17. Awesome. Um, Trevor Lawrence, good stuff. 32 attempts, 263 yards, two touchdowns. Neither quarterback threw an interception. Congratulations. One of my favorites, Travis Etienne Jr. With only 52 yards. Not too bad, but not too good either. A long of 11. Nothing special at all. Nothing special at all. Now, notice I'm actually talking British. Not Aussie, mate, but British. There's a slight difference, and you can kind of tell sometimes. It's slight, not slight. See, do you get it? Sorry. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, 107, 103 yards on seven catches with two touchdowns for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who annihilate the Tennessee Titans. A little revenge on the AFC title game. I know, it's eons and eons ago, and it's, yeah, there isn't a soul still playing professional sports that goes back that far. At least I don't think so. Maybe Yarmer Yager. <laughs> Yeah, I think he is, actually. Yarmer Yager at, like, age 55 or something. I don't know. I, well, no, he's not quite that old, but 52 or something. It's insane. Absolutely nuts. Yarmer Yager. Wow. Um, lots of guys sharing sacks. They were beating up on uh, Will Levis a little bit, but he is an efficient son of a gun. But Will Levis is kind of like sink or swim, isn't he? He's black or white in the game. He'll have a game like this where he's insanely efficient, or he'll have a game where it's like three interceptions and that's it. But they still got their asses handed to him. They got beat by 20. They just got absolutely smoked, did the Tennessee Titans. They didn't score a single point in the first half, and that's not a good sign. Uh, let's keep going. Las Vegas and Miami, a game that was closer than it should have been. Come on, Miami. 5-0 and at home, but they do have three road losses, and that's definitely hurt them, unfortunately. I believe the Chiefs is one of them. Gosh dang, son of a biscuit. Fill in the blanks there. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, yeah, Aiden O'Connell, boy, he could use some, he could use some tutelage, tutelage by somebody with his namesake, just a little bit, three interceptions, yuck, come on, Aiden, are you a little better than that? He did throw for 271 yards, but they were trailing, and it certainly didn't help, Tua wasn't too good either, and he will not be starting in the next game, unfortunately, I believe, so, I'd be having some, uh, yeah, might be having some reaction from last year a bit and all that. Tyreek Hill was targeted 11 times, 10 catches, 146 yards, and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, the former Green Bay slacker, with seven, with, uh, seven catches, 82 yards, and a TD for the Raiders. But the Raiders continue to stink. Uh, Josh McDaniels is out. Um, 
Just the minute, you know, the minute they hired Josh McDaniels, it's like, you know it's not going to work out, right? Like, are you dumb? Like, stop doing this crap. Stop it. Stop hiring Josh McDaniels. If he's going to be your offensive coordinator, more power to you. You're going to probably have something going on. If he's going to be your head coach, you're going to be disappointed. Just stop being stupid. That's all I got to say about that. Um, I remember seeing basketball coaches, hockey coaches, that get hired over and over and over and over and over and over. What are you doing? Especially ones that have like completely sucked everywhere they've gone. When the Timberwolves hired Kurt Rambis, I mean, my throat kind of tightened. I'm like, are you sure about that? Oh, no, no. He learned a lot the last X amount of years. He's going to be way better. No, he wasn't. He was the same son of a piece of crap that he was in Los Angeles a few years earlier. Well, several years earlier. Next, Miami Dolphins went win over a meh Raiders team. It was a meh game, but they came out and won anyway. Miami feels like they should have a way better record than 7-3, and three. but I guess, look on the bright side, the Chiefs are 7-3 and three also, so catch those sons of biscuits and you might have something going for you. Dallas and Carolina. You can imagine which way this one went. Ugh, another route win for Dallas. Everybody's seven and three. Everybody, what the heck? Seven and threes all around, except us. Except us. We we couldn't do that. No, no, it's against the rules. The Vikings can't go seven and three. Well, no, we can't. We already lost four games. We're six and five. <clears throat> that was one of the dumbest things I ever said in my life. Let's uh, pretend I didn't say that. Okay? Can can you be nice about it? Dak Prescott. Oof. Dak Prescott. Yep. Another decent game. Not that great though. That, you know, like Dak Prescott, he's just not somebody I would give the amount of money I gave or that they gave him. He's just not. Bryce Young hopefully will be that guy when it comes to Carolina, but obviously he looks like a rookie. 33-10, to 10, that's kind of all you need to know. Other than Cooper Rush, you know, victory formation, all that cute stuff. Okay, former Viking watch Adam Thielen with eight catches and 74 yards. Good for him. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Carolina sucks. And uh, that's all you need to know. Carolina sucks. And you're, you super suck. You super suck, Carolina. There, I said it. Um, the divisional matchups and everything, obviously Detroit-Chicago has to be the absolute last one, whether we like it or not, because that's our opponent next week. Dang it. Packers and Chargers. Come on, San Diego or L.A. They're going to be looking for a new head coach. I think Staley's going to be not be staying, staying much longer. Why would he? Why would he? Pardon me. I'm stumbling all over the place. Commanders, yeah, they have underachieved. They should have been better than this. And they got whooped by a team that's also massively underachieving. And a team that sucks and the Vikings had no business losing to last year in the postseason. But we sucked when it mattered. That's what's so freaking frustrating. Stop sucking, dang it. Stop sucking. Stop losing at home to the New York Giants. God, stop losing at home to, to Steve Walsh and the Chicago Bears in 1994. Just stop it. Stop being crap holes. I don't know. 31 to 19. What the hell is that? The Giants beat the Commanders at home. You know, in yeah, the Commanders are one and four at home. I bet their fans hate them. Like, just go away. Just, just go away. Move to somewhere else. Move to, move to St. Paul. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Washington, Washington Senators. Yeah, you know. No, move to Montreal. Give, give them a team back. And they'll be like, no, no, we'd rather have the uh, Montreal Expos back than this piece of crap organization, which is what's, you know, it, it's sad because it's a legendary franchise, but they're everything but legendary, the best X amount of whatever. Last year, they were better, and you thought they would build off of it, and they didn't. Giants, same thing. You thought they'd build off of what they did last year? Get the hell out of my face. Uh, Howell, yuck, three interceptions. I was kind of being nice to him for a while. Now nah, he sucks. Three interceptions. 31 to 19? What's going on? 
Are you serious? Are you serious? Did you show up to play? Or are you just kind of, I don't know. But, and then you had Tommy DeVito. He had the game of his life. 18 of 26, three touchdowns, an outstanding game. And Sam Howell with three INTs. All of a sudden, the Giants look like the real Giants with a good defense, which they used to have back in the 1812s. Just kidding. 1990s, early 90s, especially, and late 80s, especially, especially. Excellent team. From 86 to 91, they were flipping good. I actually kind of liked that team. <laughs> you know, they were kind of good, even though they were intimidating and annoying to play against, but... Dude, they're kind of like another Chicago Bears in a while, in a lot of ways. Bears and Giants. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Bears and Giants, late 80s. Yeah, now that's football right there. That is football, folks. That's football. Yeah, yeah, put the sunglasses on, baby. That's, that's some football right there. <laughs> it is. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm serious. Brian Robinson Jr., yep, 73 yards on the ground. Good for him. Blah, bitty, blah, a couple of, yeah, I mean, the Washington, that's the thing. Here's the thing. How do you lose 31-19 to to the New York Giants at home when you get nine sacks? Nine sacks. Jermaine Davis, one sack. David Mayo, two. Jonathan Allen and K.J. Henry, one and a half. Darren Payne, one. Benjamin St. Just, one. Casey Two-Hill, interesting, rolls right off your tongue with the ninth sack of the game. Well, one of the nine sacks anyway. The Giants also had four sacks, but when Sam Howell throws three interceptions, that certainly didn't help their cause. Nine sacks. Nine sacks. Tommy DeVito, excellent. You know, all the respect in the world. He was sacked nine times. He can, he had three touchdown passes and a quarterback rating of 137 while getting sacked nine times. That's actually insanely impressive. Insanely impressive. Boy, oh boy. Get get rid of that other guy, but I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's impressive, and he's just a rookie. Tommy DeVito, slightly taller than Danny. Slightly. Just a little bit taller. He's six foot two. He's not that tall, but he's taller than Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah. Why am I talking about the Giants and Redskins so much? Well, it's heritage football and stuff, and yeah, these were some big playoff games back in the old days. And I'm an old days kind of guy. We're going to be turning back the clock again when it talks about Vikings and Bears, but I won't babble too much. At least I hope not, because it's, you know, late and stuff. 49ers over the Schmucks, man. There's a lot of games to go. i got to keep moving. Sorry. 49ers over the Schmucks. They are the Schmucks again, because Tom Brady's not their quarterback anymore. 49ers getting their butts in gear after, again, that three-game losing streak. couple of wins in a row. Congratulations, San Francisco. You have the same record as the... Kansas City Chiefs, because what's their record? Any, everybody with me now, 7-3. and three. Brock Purdy, a perfect game. Perfect game, at least in terms of quarterback rating, only four incomplete passes. Must have just been throwaways. Incredible. Brock Purdy is, is a good player. You know, like a lot of people think, oh, he's just a placeholder, blah, blah, blah. No, he's, he's better than that. He's better than that. Um... Unfortunately, I think Josh Dobbs is probably a placeholder for the time being, and he wouldn't be the worst choice for a bridge quarterback because he does present he does present some uh, special skills that other people just simply do not have. They just don't. Uh, Baker Mayfield attempted 45 passes in the game, and of course, at least he had one interception like he always does and didn't dominate at all. Brock Purdy kicked his butt. Again, just further proof, number one overall pick versus a guy that was the very last pick in the draft. Do you understand the difference? 
okay, Bucks probably don't have as many good players as the 49ers, but the Bucks do have some weapons. They do. They have some weapons that are remnants of the Tom Brady era in Mike Evans, Chris Goodwin. They have pieces. They have pieces to throw the ball to. Baker Mayfield and Brock Purdy are, aren't even in the same planet. And it's kind of funny, you know. It, it really is. Brandon Ayuk, five catches, 156 yards. Are you kidding me? That's sick. George Kittle, 89 yards and eight catches. Debo Samuel, who seems to be more and more limited, but I'm sure they're trying to keep him healthy. Stay healthy, Debo Samuel. I'm sick of, sick of him getting injured. Uh, 63 yards at only three catches. So, San Francisco getting their butts in gear. Good for them. we got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Holy crap. It's getting... <laughs> got to keep moving. I, don't, I, I just go on, don't I? And I apologize. Jets and Bills. I guess there's only two games left. Okay, Jets and Bills. The Bills pound the Jets into submission because they're like, this is like, you guys got to stop flipping around. Pardon my almost French there. Um, the Jets are not a serious team right now because of what happened. Oh, God, I love their helmets. I love their helmets. I like their logo, too, just looking at it. You know, there's something about that. I don't know. And, and it's sad. Like, whenever I try to play Immaculate Grid and the Jets are there, it's like, oh, crap. I'm never going to get anybody. Okay, Favre, if it's the Vikings or the Packers, yay. You know, like, I, I, I just don't have enough Jets knowledge that other people might have out there. Um, yeah, I suppose there's Daryl Rivas with the Patriots. Yeah, but anyhow... Josh Allen with three touchdowns and, of course, threw an interception. Zach Wilson is, I don't know what to say about him. Tim Boyle, even worse. What the flip was this crap? Thomas Morstead. Yeah, that's the punter, right? The former Saints punter. 11-yard pass. Congratulations to you there. Thomas Morstead, 32-6. to That's all you need to know. Buffalo finally ends their stupid losing streak. And I mean stupid losing streak. Stop screwing around. You could be looking at a coaching change with how this team is underachieved. Absolutely. Absolutely. This team is underachieved this year. A lot of people had Buffalo in the AFC Championship game, but they've never been there. This is, well, yeah, they did play the Chiefs once and got their butts handed to them. And I was one of the people that was extremely unhappy seeing that because I didn't like the Chiefs then either. That was before the first Super Bowl. I'd, I didn't even realize that I'd already started to dislike them, but I had. Oh, yes. <laughs> 32-6, to six, let's move on. I mean, what more is there to say? Buffalo beat the crap out of them, and good for Buffalo, I suppose. The Rams and the Seahawks, yuck, what a nasty game. 17-16, to 16 and the Rams beat the Seahawks, yuck. This isn't 20, uh, 2021 or anything, or 2022. Yeah, that's what it was when the frickin' Rams won. Ugh, bleh. Nope, 2021, when the frickin' Rams won. That was stupid. God, I hated that. Go Bengals, damn it. Frick you, see, frick you, Los Angeles. Another interception for Stafford. What a shock. Just huge shocker. A touchdown and an interception. Um, Geno Smith with one touchdown, 233 yards. 17-16. Uh, to 16. Just kind of a meh game. Seattle, this is a disappointment. It is a road game, but still. Come on. you you got to get the job done. Seattle, disappointing loss, honestly. Um, the nice young rookie in... Los Angeles, though, with five catches and 70 yards. Puka Nakua with a touchdown and 70 yards, like I said. Rolls right off your tongue like it always does. Royce Freeman, that rolls off your tongue, too. 17 carries, 73 yards. And congratulations, no touchdowns at the end of the day. But the Rams kind of sort of hanging around. They're not going to win jack bleep, though. 
They're not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to win a playoff game if they do. Who cares? Screw the Rams. They're not winning nothing. They had their one big year, and they're done. They're done. They aren't winning nothing. <laughs> and I'm, that's not really a hot... That's not a hot take at all. Okay, we'll look at the freaking Chiefs and the, and the Eagles, but happy to say that the Chiefs lost, the Chiefs lost, the Chiefs lost, and the Chiefs lost. Hallelujah. Amen. Eagles win and are 9-1 and one on the season. And I don't care if you hate the Eagles fans or you hate the Eagles. You know, I, will, I will say E-A-G-L-E-S any day they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Any day of the week. Eagles, 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 Eagles. Damn it. DeAndre Swift, former Detroit Lion, 76 yards and a touchdown. Patrick Mahomes did have an interception. And also, you know who fumbled the ball today? Who fumbled the ball? Anyone? Anyone? Who fumbled? Travis Kelsey. That's right. Yep. Yep. Ah, that felt so good. That felt like $100 million. It felt like a million bucks. And Marquez Valdez Scandling can't catch a ball because he sucks. And I'm glad he sucks. Too too much Packer in him, I guess. Seven catches for 43, 44 yards, and he did get a touchdown for the showboating. I got to be in every commercial in the history of mankind, along with his quarterback teammate. I'm sick of looking at both of them. That's why I don't like them. That's what started it. I'm sick of it. Go away. You don't have to be in every damn ad in the history of the planet. Everyone's sick of you guys. Go away. Ugh. If it's, I mean, it, it doesn't matter what the ad is. They're going to find their way in the commercial. It's stupid including propagandist bullcrap by Travis Kelsey. We're tired of it. Go away. Anyway, the Eagles won 21-17. to Whew. Okay. I'm done. I'm done with my rant. Packers and Los Angeles Rams. Oof. Boy. Mm. Good for the Packers, I guess. Um, yay. Who cares? They suck anyway. They're not going to win anything, but they're not. Uh, because... Jordan, Jordan Love, well, he had one of his best games of his life, 322 yards. But that's on Los Angeles Chargers, man. Um, their coach is supposed to be a defensive wizard, so to speak. At least he was thought of that way, Staley. He's, yeah, I can't just say everybody sucks, but he sucks. 322 yards, two touchdowns by Jordan Love, no, no interceptions thrown. Um, though Green Bay did fumble the ball like 15 times. Okay, they fumbled three times, they lost it to zero. They recovered four fumbles. I don't know what that means, but four total fumbles. The Chargers never, uh, they did not get a single turnover. There were fumbles, but they were recovered by the Packers. And then Austin Eckler lost a fumble. Shame on him. Uh, Justin Herbert lost a fumble and recovered it, so to speak. But an overall super frustrating game. Uh, Herbert didn't throw an interception, so at least he didn't uh, have a turnover of any kind. He even ran for 73 yards, Justin Herbert. So, I mean, I don't know. The Chargers just were disappointing, and the defense was awful. Jeez, and I think Staley's going to be looking for a new job. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, the, he, I haven't heard any news yet, but it, at the end of the year, for sure, there's no way he's going back. It's kind of just like with Leslie Frazier, you knew he was done. Mike Zimmer, you knew he was done. Brad Childress, you knew he was done. Dennis Green, well, <laughs> I didn't believe it till I saw it. It was like... It was like the team worshipped Dennis Green no matter how awful and horrible he thought everybody around him is because we're all so evil because we don't see the world exactly like you. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get off that topic right right now. Um, but the Packers win because the Chargers just kind of 
I don't know. Blew it. Uh, Jordan Love, though, good job capitalizing. That's, that's all you can say about that. You capitalized on the Chargers ineptitude. That's that's all there is to say about it. He did. Uh, Dante Von Wicks, interesting one there. 91 yards on only three catches, no touchdowns. But Romeo Dube is Dube is Dooby Dooby with a touchdown for the Green Bay Packers, along with Christian Watson also getting in the end zone. Congratulations, Green Bay. Um, and I don't have to get super irritated with the win, even though it's better to see them lose. Detroit, Chicago. What the heck happened here? That's our opponent next week. The Chicago Bears, who are all all alone in last place now because the Packers won and they didn't, and they were winning. The Bears are winning, but the Bear, but the Detroit Lions rally for 17 points in that fourth quarter. Justin Fields was depressed. He was hanging. He was he was really down in the dumps. You could tell. Uh, the Bears' defense forced three interceptions on Jared Goff. Good for them. Very impressive performance by the Chicago Bears defense. Justin Fields definitely showing that running ability with 104 yards and 18 carries. But also did throw for 169 yards and quarterback rating was over 100. It's like, you know, a lot of people are saying Fields sucks and don't waste your time and, you know, get that number one pick and all that. Get to go for a, a real quarterback and all that. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. But at the same time, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, I think Fields, there's something. But I suppose, I mean, a lot of indicators do show that he doesn't really have it, though. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, Fields did fumble, but he didn't lose the ball, so good for him. Uh, Detroit, though, three interceptions by Jared Goff, and that gave the Bears a real chance to get the win. But the Detroit Lions came roaring back. Um, <clears throat> mobile quarterback, one way or another, Justin Fields. We're not going to be going against some, some random weird guy like we did in the past. This time it's going to be Justin Fields. At least I'm pretty darn sure. And I don't know. I can't even imagine the frustration going through him right now. But I don't know. I mean, fans are fans and teammates are going to be frustrated with Justin Fields as well. But <laughs> he had a pretty good game. Give him credit. You know, give him credit. He technically, technically outplayed Jared Goff. He technically did. I mean, 104 yards rushing. Quarterback rating of 105. It's not too bad, and he didn't and he didn't officially lose the ball. Where Jared Goff had three interceptions. So who outplayed who? But a great rally by Detroit. All the credit in the world for a team that absolutely believes in themselves. They believe in their coach, and their coach believes in them. And they're eating too. The Detroit Lions just might be in the NFC Championship game. They just might, for the first time since '91, when they got obliterated by the Washington Redskins, which is what they were called then. And it's okay to say it because they were called that then. I don't have to be like, oh my God, the Washington football team or the Washington Commanders. I'm, and I'm going to reiterate what Redskins meant. It didn't mean the color of their skin. It meant paint on their skin. That's the sad part, but that's what's been out there. And this is from people on ESPN, not people, you know, not some moonshine drinking South Carolina guy around a campfire, you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> South Carolina, watch out, right? <laughs> Moonshine drinking South Carolina, you know, whatever. You know, alligator killing something. <laughs> okay, you get the point. It, yeah. Yeah, you get the point one way or another. It's face paint. <laughs> Just like the uh, Washington Bullets, we're not about bullets in a, like a rough city and dangerous places and bullets. It's a train. It's a train. Silver bullet, a plan, a train. 
you know, Coors Light, it's like the nastiest beer on the planet. So I guess I won't have them as a, a, a sponsor anytime soon. Nastiest beer on the planet. It's not even beer. It's like something else. Silver Bullet, though, that's a train. Off topic. Sorry, I can't help myself. The Bears, there's not really much to say. I mean, they're obviously Justin Fields is a mobile quarterback. He's dangerous at times. Dante Foreman's had some moments. Dante Foreman's had his moments. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Khalil Herbert had some moments here and there. DJ Moore is definitely a number one receiver for the Bears anyway. Uh, he's had some, some good run there with seven catches and 96 yards. So, uh, of course, the Vikings can lose to the Bears, but they're not going to. And there's no reason for the Vikings to lose to this Bears team, especially after crapping down your, crapping the bed, peeing down your leg, whatever the topic is, um, whatever the saying is, with the way the Vikings played against the frickin', um, uh, Denver Broncos, a three turnovers. They lost 3-0. You know, they were a minus three in the turnover category. Apparently, the Vikings' record all-time on the road is 2-64 and when they are minus three in the uh, give-take, which is insane. 2-64. and The last time they'd won a game in that situation is in 1977. So, yep, I wasn't born. Some of you, most of you weren't born either. But some of you were, but you were very, 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 very young. Now to the history, because the current team, I've kind of gotten into the point here. The Vikings have won five in a row versus the Bears, going back to 2021, even when the terrible 21 Vikings beat that terrible Bears team, but that was like kind of like near the end of the season, 17-9 win. And then the Vikings won comfortably a couple times last uh, year. Yeah. What am I looking at here? Oh, yeah. That's right. The Vikings swept them in 21. Yeah, a terrible Viking team. 31-17, to 17, that was the season finale. Yep, season finale, Vikings comfortable win, and, and adios, Mike Zimmer, you suck, and I don't know, I guess he's not in football anymore. I don't think he's going to be anytime soon. The Vikings then did sweep the Bears again. We played it in January again in the season finale, this time on the road, where the Bears officially earned the number one pick in the draft, blah, 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 and went against, what is it, Paterman or something at quarterback, and then earlier this year, a 19-13 to win. The Vikings finally won a bleeping game. That's what it was. 19-13 to was actually our first win of the year. The Vikings, it was our second win of the year. Oh, yeah, that was the start of the winning streak. That's what the start. It wasn't our first win of the year. It was Carolina. Sorry. The Vikings and the Bears were both 1-4 and four coming into the game. It's like something's got to give. And little did we know the Vikings would get to 6-4 and four in the next month or so. Impressive, without a doubt. Greg Joseph, a few kicks and all that good stuff. Kirk Cousins with a healthy Achilles tendon. Yeah, I'm not trying to be a jerk. Tyson Badgent was mediocre at best, but he did complete some... He did complete 10 out of 14 passes other than the interception that kind of wrapped things up. And Alexander, I can't hang on to the ball, and I can't do a hell of a lot else. Madison with 18 carries in the game for two and a half yards. Cam Akers, one carry, eight yards. Like, need I say more? And I don't, and it's not because I'm bragging because Cam Akers got eight yards, but he at least did something. I mean, can you know? And now he's out with an Achilles, just like Kirk Cousins. It's just depressing. I don't want Alexander Madison to be the featured running back ever again for the Minnesota Vikings. And let, if you're a serious franchise that wants to do something in the postseason, heck, make the playoffs, much less do something in the postseason. Alexander Madison has no business being your featured running back. I don't give a damn how much you like him. I don't give a damn how much you agree with his politics or his views on this and his views on that. I don't care. I don't care. He is not a featured running back in the NFL. 
He has screwed the Vikings multiple times this year with turnovers and, you know, drop passes and just overall poor performance. Do I agree with, you know, do I agree with hateful uh, Instagrams and tweets and stuff? No, there's no need for that. He's a football player. There's no reason to to jump into those other topics. There's just no need. (laughs) In fact, the best way to defuse the whole situation is to stop talking about it one way or another, in my humble opinion. But that's how I see that. Um, (laughs) The less, the less, the less, yeah. Less is better about the whole thing. Stop fueling the fire, for crying out loud. Stop sending mean tweets and and, uh, Instagrams. There's just no reason for that nonsense um, and all that. So, um, but one way or another, he is not, (laughs) to me, he's not a featured back. That's all I have to say. That's, That's my mean tweet. That's my mean take on Alexander Madison. He's not a featured back. End of story. End of story. He's like Denny Hawking playing starting shortstop for the Twins in the during a, a pennant race, and it didn't work out then either. Just didn't. You know? Bad, bad, bad. Uh, Vikings and Bears history dates back to the beginning. At least I'm sure it does. Yes, it does. Uh, the Bears kicked our butts for years and years and years and years. Pretty much most of the 60s, the Bears won everything except for a couple of ties. Vikings finally started winning, game against, winning games against the Bears in 1969 because that's when the Vikings got super-duper-duper-duper good. And I mean really good. And the Vikings had a four-game win streak there. Vikings pretty much dominated the Bears throughout the 1970s with a loss here and there in 72, uh, 76, blah, blah, blah. There was a huge winning streak there for a while during those glory years. But unfortunately, by 76, 77, the Vikings started to get kind of old and washed up, kind of like that nasty Golden State Warriors team. But then the Vikings kept winning games against the Bears because they still weren't all that great in like 80, 81. And then it started to kind of be like a back and forth here and there by like 81, 82, 83. And by 83, it was Bears, 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 blah, 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 blah. Well, they won six in a row and they beat the crap out of us. The 86 Vikings were awesome. But unfortunately, Tommy Kramer's injury did not help that team. Unfortunately, 87, the Vikings went to the well, NFC Championship game. We did not go to the Super Bowl. We should have. Um, we were arguably the best team in the NFC that year. Ar- ar- arguably, other than the freaking Washington Redskins who ended up winning the Super Bowl. <sighs> but an, an unbelievable Bears team in the mid-80s. Unbelievable mid to late 80s. A bit of a back and forth there. Of course, you had that stupid playoff loss to the Bears. It's the only playoff game we ever played against them. Getting pounded with Steve Walls, 38-18. to 18. Of course, we're always going to bring that up. The Vikings had swept them in the regular season, but you can't beat the same team three times, da-da-da-da-da. And then that team beat the Vikings twice the next year in 95. Bit of a back and forth. And the Vikings since then had a, well, not since then, but for the rest of the 90s, did very well against the Bears because 97 98 were pretty good teams. 99 was pretty good too. Um, for the most part, though, we did lose a key game to the Bears 24-22 to in 99. That was very disappointing. And that team kind of, I don't know, they stunk early in the air, did the Vikings? And then the Bears, the really early 2000s Bears with Dick Jaron were pretty threatening. They got to the NFC title game, if I remember correctly, only to lose, though, to the uh, Rams, right? Yeah, they lost to the Rams. No, yeah, the Rams. They lost to the Rams, who then uh, went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Ooh, that's right. The Bears, for the most part, were a little bit better than the Vikings most of the years there. 
The Vikings would have some moments, but the Bears tended to beat us, especially in Soldier Field. There was usually a split. The Bears would always beat the Vikings in Soldier Field. Man, 48-41. to 41, That was an epic battle in 2008. But then the Bears got real good. About 2010, 2011-ish, they won a few games in a row. The infamous Denver and Roman should do overtime loss. That was just awful. Uh, cost the Vikings a chance for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. God, throughout the NFC, so to speak. Devastating. Kind of been a back and forth. The Bears started beating up the, yeah, the 2018 Bears were really good after the Vikings had some success for a few years in a row, 14-15-ish, 16-17. And then 18, the Bears were way better. And then since then, since about 2020, the Vikings have now won five in a row. So it's that simple. Uh, Vikings should win the football game, I think, and they should win comfortably. But you never know with the damn turnovers. Maybe the Vikings will find a way to blow it, and I sure hope not. Wow, talking about finding a way to blow it, the Celtics lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Jason Tatum missing a free throw there at the end with a 45-point game, and they lost to the Charlotte Hornets. Huh. Boston Celtics lost to the Charlotte Hornets, but at least it was in Charlotte. North Carolina. They don't have a much better record than the Panthers, but no, they they have more wins than the Panthers, and that's the NBA. It's a little different. So, but that's funny. They already have more wins than the Panthers, and it's the first month of the season. It's kind of funny. It's kind of sad. But I suppose they play more games, right? Whatever. Um, yeah, the Vikings should win. I'm, you know, when you look at these past scores, like 19 to 13, I think the Vikings do better than that. 13 sounds about what the Bears are going to get. I'm looking at more of like a, I don't know, 24-13. I don't think it's going to be this epic like ass-kicking or anything. Um, 24-13, maybe 20-27-13, the Vikings should win by multiple scores over the Chicago Bears. I, I expect a much more efficient game, and I demand, 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 that Alexander Madison is not the feature back for the Minnesota Vikings. It's nothing personal, it's business. He has no business being the feature back for the Vikings. Just stop. Stop with the nonsense. Um, seriously, I don't care how much you love him or hate him. Stop with the nonsense. That's all I got to say about that. Vikings win 27 13 over the BS and get to 7 and 5. Ugh, it's not that great, but it's better than, better than 500, that's for sure. With that, we'll take a quick break and get to fan interaction immediately. back here on Purple Mafia Fan Interaction Segment. Well, maybe I'm not as prepared as I'd like to be with this part, but that's okay. It's just a click away. (laughs) Yeah, oh, big deal, right? At Purple Mafia Show, that was really hard to do, right? At Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show is the ex-post Twitter account. Okay, let's see what happens. Um, No, big deal. Big deal, I don't know. I know, everybody's smarter than you. <laughs> no matter what you say, everybody's smarter, right? Just because they say so. Just ask them. Um, so the most recent episode when it got replay, uh, retweeted, whatever the word is, reposted, 
I guess we call it now. Purple Mafia Show, thank you so much, Vince Germano. Lakers, Pies, Brown. Browns, they continue to win. Uh, 10A Brown out of New Zealand also. Thank you so much for the reposting of episode 413. That would make this one 414. Uh, 10A Brown, New Zealand, like I just said, says, wonder what bar will look like not getting dropped back into coverage all the time now. Yeah, because it's a big difference. Barr did see a little bit of action, but it wasn't a whole lot right away. We'll see if he gets more and more as the season progresses. Sorry. I was saying, yeah, it was so bad before. I believe he's just on the practice squad for now, but we'll see. Never was a fan of Barr after his first year, but with Flores, we'll see. And, yep, there, there's a chance. Additional replies. Why isn't it showing them? There were more replies. It's even saying so. But it won't show them. Did somebody just say, bleep you, you bleeping idiot? Kind of like with the... Uh, when I basically said Steph Curry's a me-first a-hole because he is. Next, uh, okay, well, yeah, I talked about Miles Gaskin. Tanae Brown says, I hope this is just insurance in case Chase, uh, in, in case Chandler gets injured. Yeah, I hope Ty Chandler never gets injured, that's for darn sure. But not because I not because I just, uh, don't want to see Miles Gaskin. I think Miles Gaskin... I'd rather give him a shot over Madison at this point, and I'm not kidding. And it's not because I hate Madison so much; it's because Gaskin. You know, did you look at did you look at his numbers? He actually is a really good receiving back, so I think he'd be a wonderful third down back. I don't know. I don't know. Like a lot of people think Gaskin can't play. Seems like it. Oh, look at this. Oh, trending in the United States. Kelsey trending with Swift. Oh, get the hell out of here. Matt Nagy's trending. Matt Nagy's trending. Interesting. I don't get it. Now, who's this guy? Looks like a... I don't know. What am I looking at? Just move on. Matt Nagy's trending, huh? Mm. Ah, Gerald Swing. Okay. Jordan Hicks placed on injured reserve. Uh-huh. Tanae Tene, uh, Brown says, Dobbs got to protect the ball. Yep, this is during the game, of course. But that's a penalty every day of the week in the NFL. He's a dirty player, too. Makes sense. And he's on Peyton's defense. Yeah, Sean bleeping Peyton. Yeah, it was dirty, all right. I was mad. Um, I was saying no doubt. That drove me crazy. Luckily, nothing serious happened. And the guy was suspended for four games. So that's good. That would be, a, yeah, Jackson. Jackson the Jackass. We'll get back to that in a minute. Dave Vicky Iowa says, My wife has been saying for years that we need a running quarterback. I agree. Kirko change is good, but we need an X-factor. Look at players like Kurt Warner, Joe Flacco, the, uh, the Eagles quarterback that filled in. Yep, that would be, uh, yep, you can't remember the name. Nick Foles. Yep. Yep, won the Super Bowl. Rich Gannon. Yep, I loved Rich Gannon. Oh, I loved Rich Gannon. I never understood where the Vikings gave up and, uh, on him. And Dave Hickey says, yeah, I can, wish we kept him. I was saying it's amazing how much more three-dimensional this offense is this way. It's just better football, minus the godforsaken fumbles. Though, of course, that was happening anyway. Yep. Yep, and there it is. Yep, Dave Higgins says, Freaking Madison cost us again. Ty should be in there. Amen. And then uh, Dave Higgins continues saying, I freaking hate Sean Payton. It's a freaking nail-biter every week. We can never have a comfortable end. Yep, I, I feel you completely there. Every freaking week, right? Tom Han, wow. Tom Han of, of Brave the Wild fame, of Minnesota Wild. Nice to hear from Tom Han here. That's cool. Hope you're listening to the show and not just tweeting. But yeah, uh, he says, because NBC continues to show Madison as the horses drive down the field for the tying touchdown. 
Yep, so he must, must be responding to... Yep, I was saying this is suddenly insanely annoying to watch. I'm pissed off right now. Yep, and that's after that stupid Madison uh, turnover. And that sent me into insanity. Malcolm McSween responds with, Vikes feel like the superior team for sure. That's what's so frustrating. Amen. Uh, Robin Lynn says, calm down, Joey. <laughs> okay, I'm going to follow you back. I wasn't following you. I'm sorry. Okay. Red Wings, Deidre. Oh, yeah. Robin Lynn, nice to hear from you. I don't suppose. Huh. Name sounds so familiar. Hmm. Obviously, no, it's not Robin Sullivan. She's she's from Minnesota, but yeah, Robin Lynn's from Virginia, apparently. Cool. Nice to hear from you, Robin. I'm sorry I wasn't following you back. Dave Vicky says, yep, I was saying go Powell. He's saying he's having a good game. Yes, he was. Yes, he did have a good game. Yeah, that's so frustrating. Okay, Dave Vicky says, we got to win this game to keep pace with the Lions. I wish the Bears could have come through today, but not. Yep, and of course not. Dave Vicky again says, I got a... Looks like, oh yeah, he has multiple Twitter accounts. That's cool. David Hickey, yep, yeah, I gotta give the target to Ty Chandler. Me too. And the Potter to Madison. Me too. <laughs> and the KSC play calling again. This just sucks. We should have put them away. I, I agree 100% there. Um, I was saying, yep, Broncos cornerback Kareem Jackson suspended four games for second time this season for repeated violations of health and safety rules. I was saying well-deserved. The fumble should never have counted, but of course they gave Denver the ball. JP says he will appeal in the NFL. Okay, I guess we'll see. So I hope not, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and that's it. All right, so that's it for the X. The XL Energy Center. No, the X. Instagram as we look to wrap things up pretty soon here. And uh, no, no driving for Christmas lights anymore. I actually did that before. Um, yeah, let's see, uh, now I'm losing my mind here, but the Twitter account is Purple Mafia Show, similar to the Twitter, or whatever you call that thing, X-Post, ooh, interesting, okay, sorry, <laughs> that's the thing about, um, Instagram anyway, let's get to, let's get to the Purple Mafia one, please, thank you, Tommy Kramer, cool, Cleveland, 23 Minnesota 15 fourth quarter time left two minutes hold my beer Tommy Kramer two minute Tommy yep I, I feel you two minute Tommy feel you 100% there just think yeah one in a million well I, I, I wish he was listening let's just put it that way he's probably never even heard of the show <laughs> I suppose anything's possible uh saying defense wins the game Tanae Brown says sorry I wasn't doing oh yeah I Yep, I wasn't too involved with fan interaction the first half. I fell asleep thinking we'd run away with it. Look look forward to listening, as always, mate. I was saying, sorry for the late reply. No problem. Yep, so kind of like that. I, I don't need to read mine. His is more important. Talk on it. Uh, comments on the in-game thread. Mm, very quiet, but really appreciate hearing from Mark at the very least. Mark says, I'm watching the CFL Grey Cup tonight. Winnipeg Blue Bombers versus Montreal. Game at halftime now, and Bud Grant's former team, that would be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, has the lead. Skull, I love this Canadian league, and especially this team. Expect the Vikings to play well tonight and roll on with a victory, number six in a row. Oh, how I wish, brother. How I wish. How I wish. How I wish. That might be the end of interaction. There's no comments in the postgame thread. Something about these later games, it's like everyone's kind of like, oh, 
Well, I mean, like people like uh, Mad Martin. Yeah, he, man, I didn't get one tweet from Mad Martin. Wow, not one. No Mad Martin. I hope he's still out there. Hope I didn't piss you off or turn you off somehow, but maybe I, I think the timing of the game probably, yeah, because it's in England. I mean, how can he watch Sunday Night Football? You know, he doesn't probably want to stay up all night for a team that's, you know, been disappointing, generally speaking. Um, they've been on a nice run, but generally disappointing. So I'll pass out the stars for this episode. Dave Hickey's got to bring in the gold. He's got the gold star. Dave Hickey's got it in the bag. G-g-g-g-g-g. He does. Um, who's going to get silver? Who's going to get silver, man? Uh, let's go with Tanae Brown. Tanae Brown is going to bring in the silver star. Mark Carlson and Malcolm are going to bring in the bronze, the bronze star, the bronze star. Uh, yep, absolutely. You guys are bringing in the stars for this week, and thank you so much for that. Well, it's time for the best, in a lot of times, you know, the most wonderful time of the year, so to speak. I don't like the, I don't like every place being busy and all that. I don't like that at all. But uh, Thanksgiving is awesome. You know, like getting busy, like when people are shopping for Christmas, this Christmas, that. It gets tiring. Um, I like Christmas music. Of course, not if it's repeating all all day, like three or four songs, like all day. That can get tiring. But if it's a nice long variety, if it's a nice variety of Christmas music and it's maybe not playing nonstop, I, I think it's wonderful stuff, especially the more instrumental Christmas rather than the... Some of the vocal stuff is tiring, but the really old classics are really good, like a Bing Crosby type of thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you can get instrumental, like Nathan uh, Butchfield, I believe it is, it's like kind of like British guitar kind of sound. It's really good, like really good. So... There's, there's out there. I, I believe it is Nathan Butchfield. It was like late 80s. You can get it on, you know, probably any form of audio, I'm sure. Like all the way from cassette tapes to CDs. And I'm sure you can download it for a price or whatever or for free or just listen to it on YouTube or whatever too. But there's some good stuff out there. Um, Thanksgiving to me is the best holiday of the year. I look forward to it the most. It's the one holiday I've never actually worked a regular job in my life. Um, the one thing I've worked, so to speak, on Thanksgiving, it's it's the only holiday I've never worked in any form. Like Christmas, I've been at the gas, you know, I've been in a, I worked at a gas station years ago. Uh, New Year's Day, I've done that. Blah, blah, blah. July 4th, every bleeping year, I'm probably cutting grass unless it's a Saturday or Sunday. Memorial Day, Labor Day, I've always, you know, always have to work on those because it's a Monday in the lawn service. Blah, 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 blah. Easter, Easter, well, that one I'm usually off too. That's kind of like the spring's version of Thanksgiving in a way for me. It's kind of like the other super underrated, excellent, excellent holiday, and it's the start of spring. So I absolutely adore Easter, especially when you can have like a leg of lamb or something. Oh, it's so good. But uh, Thanksgiving turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes. If you don't like that, you and I probably aren't going to agree on a lot of stuff. Probably not. I think it's some of the best thing. I mean, if you don't like turkey, when I hear people say they don't like turkey, it's too this, it's too that. Why? <laughs> I think it's wonderful. And then you hear people say it's too gamey. Turkey is gamey. It is. I don't think it's gamey at all. I don't know. Like It depends, I guess, if you're like talking about a wild turkey. But these aren't wild turkeys, so I don't know where people are coming up with that statement. Um the gravy, unbelievable, cranberry, everything. The only thing I don't like is like 
hot dish, like bean, green bean hot dish. That's the only thing I think is kind of meh, overrated or really like yucky. But I don't know. I'll, I'll pass on the green bean hot dish. But uh, everything else, I think, is just absolutely fantastic. So I, I just hope all of you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I, I really do. I'll probably come up with some kind of... Uh, I usually end up recording two podcasts that day, which is kind of crazy. I usually do a Freedom of Thought where I talk about Thanksgiving a little bit, the pilgrims and such. It's just kind of celebrate the, you know, the, the, the pilgrims and coming to the United States and, you know, how they work together with the Native Americans and celebrated Thanksgiving. You know, they survived... Uh, very, very tough winter, and then celebrated Thanksgiving the next year with the Native Americans that helped them so much. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And then, of course, Brave the Wild. It's a tradition every year now. The last, I don't know if it's been like five, six years. I, it started for sure when I lived in Brooklyn Park. It didn't start when, you know, and I it didn't start in my first stint in Golden Valley, but Brooklyn Park, um, after I was married, I started recording Brave the Wild every Thanksgiving. So that's a new tradition where it's like getting caught up a bit on the Minnesota Wild. They've been insanely disappointing. Uh, and then Black Friday is always Timberwolves Explosion. And then I usually get the cycle started where it's every Thursday, Brave the Wild. Every Friday, Timberwolves Explosion. And then Purple Mafia is, you know, after the games, which is usually Sundays. But sometimes you get Monday night. Sometimes you get, you know, Sunday night. Or Thursday night. Um, and, of course, the Bears game is Monday night. So another weird release next week. Ugh, Monday night against the Bears? What for? But, okay, it's against the Bears. Good for us. Um, but I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I, I really do. And it's usually usually the end of the cleanup season, though sometimes we end up doing cleanups the Friday, the Saturday, and even the Sunday afterward, which would be a total frickin' buzzkill. I mean, buzzkill if we're working on Sunday, but uh, I hope I hope we're all done by, uh, as they call it, Drinksgiving or Thanksgiving Eve. I hope we're all wrapped up, or at worst, maybe Black Friday, we wrap up the lawns, and um, that's another reason to really enjoy Thanksgiving, because finally get the mornings off again, can kind of, you know, rest, let my body heal a little bit, and then, to, well, try to hopefully move move forward with the current job in a better direction, hopefully a better better position in the job, in the company. So we'll stay going to focus hardcore on that. Not that you need to know about that or anything, but I suppose people throw in some personal stuff on occasion. Like Thanksgiving is kind of something we can all celebrate and all enjoy together. I, I just, you know, obviously you got Detroit and and the Packers, that's right, and then Dallas... I believe Dallas, Washington, and then you have Seattle playing as well against the 49ers, I think it is. That's pretty epic. So it's three great football games on Thanksgiving Day. Pretty good. Um, Detroit, I mean, I mean, in the past it's like, oh, Detroit, oh, God, give me a break. Why are they always on Thanksgiving? Well, it's, it's tradition, and now they're actually good. And we're not playing them when we're not going to lose on Thanksgiving, so that's good. We don't want to have a, a loss like we've had sometimes. Oh, so annoying. Like losing to Matthew Stafford. Sometimes he'd get some, it'd be like third and nine, and we'd give up the first down, and I'd be cursing my head off. And I'm sitting at the table watching, you know, eating good food, but seeing it on my phone, seeing what I just saw, like 11 yard gain by Stafford, and we're losing now because of that, you know, because we're not, we're not stopping them and we're not getting the ball back, that kind of crap. Now that I've babbled enough, though, um, I just want to wish each and every one of you, every one of you, a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, there's, you know, <laughs> there's no reason to say happy holidays, especially for Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? Um, 
that's stupid. <laughs> if you're embarrassed to say Happy Thanksgiving, maybe, I don't know, maybe you need to, I don't know, think that over a little bit. I'll just keep that a little bit. <laughs> I think you need to think it over a little bit. There's no reason to be embarrassed. God bless the United States of America. I said it. Like it or don't like it. God bless the United States of America. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, God bless every one of you. Um, if you want to help the show, please do put a positive rating on Apple Podcasts or any other app out there that does podcasts because it'll help with the algorithms of the show. It'll be more to be thankful for this show for sure. So please do, please, please do. It'll really help the, the grow. Uh, it'll, it'll help this show up here in other suggestions and help the show grow. And yes, a show this old still needs to grow because it's been stagnant for a while to say the least. Thanks a lot, Zimmer. But no, uh, other new shows coming up as well hasn't helped. Now that I've made it enough about that, happy Thanksgiving. God bless us, everyone. Thank you.